Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 3, Replacements. So let's get into it with the recap. The damage to their ship from their recent escape causes the Bad Batch and Omega to get stranded on a moon. After an Ordo Moon Dragon steals their ship's power source, Hunter and Omega set out to retrieve it. Hunter is incapacitated, prompting Omega to continue the hunt alone. She tracks the dragon and manages to retrieve the power source. On Kamino, Admiral Rampart introduces Tarkin to his unit of conscripted soldiers, who will be commanded by Crosshair. Tarkin sends them to Onderon to wipe out Saw Gerrera's camp. They do, though Gerrera escapes and Crosshair kills a mutinous soldier. Tarkin is impressed and sees the potential for conscripted soldiers. This worries Prime Minister Lama Su, who has a secret plan to ensure Kamino stays relevant to the Empire. Did you like the episode? I did. Did you like the episode? I did like the episode. Back to you, Bob. All right, good. That was a good chat. Um, What's our next week's podcast going to be about? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, no, okay. In all seriousness, um, see, the thing is, with, with, with I feel like all the stuff that we really want to talk about is happening in the B storyline. Um. I mean, we saw AZ and he's mind wiped and kind of um, monotone now. So like that's another lead of the metaphor of like the Empire is literally taking the personality even from the droids. AZ's been mind wiped even since last time we saw him. We don't know what this experiment is or what the situation is. Maybe it, it Omega was part of it, but maybe not. Maybe this is something else they're going to plan. Yeah, I mean, it did seem like... I don't know. Whatever whatever Lama Su's plan is, it has to do with it has to do with the enhanced clones. Yeah, but we don't know what that kind of enhancement is. Whether they're going with like making their own Jedi, or whether they are doing something else in, entirely. Uh, you know, we're all under the impression that Omega is is possibly a force sensitive clone, making her part of the experiment. She might be what what I remember being called in a Transformers comic, a, a advanced theoretician which is she's able to possibly take on other people's skills because she started tracking after commenting on, um, I, I almost said Raphael, on Rambo on Rambo and slash Hunter's um, tracking skills. So maybe she can just take on other people's skills. Maybe she's like Taskmaster. So if she, see, if she sees something, she can rep- replicate it. Exactly. So maybe that's where we're going. Because I feel like if we go with the Force Sensitive, that's opening up a whole other very familiar can of worms where we've done that. And like I said, I, I trust in Filoni that this is not as simple as it's made out to be. But this is one of those shows where I feel like releasing all the episodes at once, I think, would, would have done more service. Because this is, there's not a lot to talk about in between these small moments of like getting us actual story. I am enjoying the small stories, but there's not a lot for me to talk about other than just saying, did you enjoy that? I did enjoy it. All right. Then we're good. Then done. Next. Even if they didn't drop them all at once, they could have released them in batches. Just a a couple episodes at a time. So it would be easier to talk about it. I, I think you and I, you and I mentioned this before, mostly I think you, but you were looking at it from a pragmatic perspective of just like, I don't understand the release schedule. I wish they'd release like, a batch here or there um, and do it in arcs, which I I agree with just for the, for the simplicity, but now watching the show, now I really agree with that statement that I wish we were getting these in like arcs. So I'm not like, all right, what's next? Cause now I I need more. I want more. I need to figure out what, what the show is going to be. The only other thing we can mention is like, um, uh, what's, Oh fuck. What's his name? Um, you know, big guy wrecker wrecker. 
Um, Wrecker's hitting his head a lot, you know, after the aliens drop ship uh, references, like he, he did hit his head. And so he's now touching the spot with the chip. So the question is, is did he does he really did he really just hurt his head? Is it brain damage or is it mind control? Yes. Is did he did he accidentally turn the chip on? Are we gonna have problems with Wrecker? Or is... I, I rewatched by the way. He did hit his head in the crash. Yes, he did. He did hit his head. But the question is, did that knock something off? Because for the, for us to be like spending the entire episode every five seconds watching Wrecker touch his head, it's like it's bringing on the same kind of feelings when we saw Crosshairs do it. So right. Um. It's either a misdirect or it's foreshadowing, very obvious foreshadowing. There was a little bit of plot at the very beginning of the episode that like got super glossed over, but Tech was working on a scanner that tests the functionality of inhibitor chips. Yeah, so I feel like that's all going somewhere. Like whether, I, and I feel like more and more, like we're going to get crosshairs back into the fold. Like everyone misses him. We're, we're going to fix him and then he'll be back on our side again. He will be saved. Um, into put back into the into the batch return him to the make the sad batch back into the bad batch i can't wait until they become the rad batch Mm-mm. yeah this 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 episode is already longer than it should have been now yeah there i mean there were there were a couple things to talk about in this episode uh new villain admiral rampart yeah i i hate his name because i'm forced to um relive the lyrics of our stupid national anthem I actually live really close to a street called Rampart, so that's what I was thinking mm, okay. every time they said his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found out what Project War Mantle was. Yes, that was a nice little thing from Rogue One that we got. Um, Apparently, it's just the conscripted service program. Mm-hmm. Which still doesn't make any sense. Like, I feel like any logical military process is like, you know what works better than like, militarized programmed you know like raised to be perfect warrior clones who are embedded with like perfect skills every which way a whole bunch of schmucks i got to like come over and be loyal to us for 15 bucks and a smile so much better so much better the only the what i hope is that they have a logical way of explaining that in, in a way that's like oh well we're trying to take people away so they're weaker and they're more reliant and you know we're gonna we're gonna suck all the personnel in this galaxy dry and fill it all so they're all empire you know so everyone's a part of it you know go into the psychology of it instead of just being like this makes sense like no it doesn't it makes zero sense in a logistical military way it only makes sense if you're trying to manipulate the population of an entire galaxy i i I don't like that it's just like accepted and we i i knew this was going to be a problem when they touched base on this but i have to have faith that this is going into a position where it actually makes sense otherwise why are we here what's the point as we mentioned last episode you know what it's it's just because the empire is cheap cutting costs um, no i get that they're cheap i got that and like oh well, this is not fiscally responsible anymore I'm like shut the fuck up Turk. you don't know what you're working on a goddamn death star don't talk to me about fiscal responsibility yeah, that's where all those that's where all those credits are going to. You got enough like Jedi robes. Sell them on the secondary market. I'm sure there's collectors. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we know how that kind of works out for the Empire because literally stormtroopers are the biggest fucking joke. Yeah, and, in the and exactly like they're horrible shots. And it's like so I know that Crosshairs doesn't go and like um, teach a whole generation of, of advanced military units because 
obviously he's shit at, at everyone else's shit at shooting. So Crosshairs definitely didn't teach any classes. Unless he like did it on purpose to be like, ha ha ha, these idiots are never going to hit anything ever again. Ha ha, sabotage. Bye, pe- peace out, bitches. This scene, though, on Onderon was pretty pretty bleak. Yeah, well, that's the point. It's what they do. And like, it, it's you had the one guy who was like, we don't do this. We're going to take prisoners and everything's going to be... I don't know why you thought that was going to work. Okay. Have you not seen the Empire do their thing yet? Okay. Well, to be fair, they just started doing their thing last week, you know? Yeah, but like they're they're an elite squad, which means they've been chosen. They've been chosen for because of their military service. They should have... The writing's been on the wall. Like, if, if suddenly the Empire's like, you know, before we'd take prisoners and now not so much... Um, I feel like they've been in the mentality of like doing bad shit for a while. So even, even if it was just on the DL, like these guys, I feel like have already been through, like they're part of like an elite squad already. So they've already had to be part of like some bad shit. So they got that squad together real damn fast. Yeah. So they had to been pulled from like some kind of advanced ranks doing something shady. Like you didn't just pull them from nothing being like, Oh, that one's a cleaner. That one's a waitress. That one's a really good office uh, uh, temp. And Oh my God, my tax accountant, let's get them all together. And let's actually like do some soldiering here. Be taught by an advanced clone. Let's do it. So now all the clones become just teachers. Like this is, this, this has got to make sense. There's got to be a clone rebellion. There's got to be like a, a thing going on at Camino. It's got to lead to there. Like, I want that rebellion to be a thing. And that's where this is going. We will find out. Eventually, in like 17 million episodes. Or season eight, for all we know. I have no idea how long this show is going to go. You said possibly three seasons, right? That's, that's what I heard. Is it supposed to be a three-season show? Okay, we'll see. We shall see, Zorg. We shall see. Also, Omega got a bed. Omega got her own room. It's adorable. Was that Crosshair's room? Or is that just a little nook that they just made for her? I feel like it was a little nook. Okay. It's a nice nook. It has like a little window shade. Uh, Wrecker gave her um, his doll. It's like, it's sweet. It was nice. I like this episode a lot. Uh, me saying there's not much to talk about isn't isn't saying I like it or it's good or bad. It literally is just there's nothing really to talk about. It's very, very straightforward episodes. Yeah, basically. And it, it's it, like Rebels, like, you know, episode of the week, adventure of the week. Exactly. So we're building up that adventure of the week while we get some character build up going on. Tech is like pretty much on the spectrum and not laying out obvious thing. That's kind of his, 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 his strength as well as his weakness. You know, Echo's just trying to make everything work, you know, and we have Hunter who's the moral high ground and leader of the whole group and Wrecker is just adorable. So, I mean, everyone's just building off these character lines and we're learning more about Omega throughout the whole thing. And that's, is it, I'm not calling her Omega because we've never heard her called Omega. Her name is Omega, right? All the other characters call her Omega, but she refers to herself as Omega just because of her accent. I I think. What, What kind of accent? Is she New Zealand? Yeah, she's, she's Kiwi. Yeah. So that just confuses because wouldn't then you just, and you have to call her Omega, right? I'm going to call her Omega. <laughs> I'll figure it out. So this is the very slight problem I have. They know that Omega knows about the inhibitor chips and they want to know more. But like they don't just sit her down and ask her about them. But that's the same thing with Tech. Tech seems to know a whole bunch of shit too. But like she's not volunteering any information either because of his personality trait problem. Um, no one's sitting down and having a conversation despite we're on a ship for like unteenth hours. 
and we might as well have to talk about something. I feel like we're going to have another exposition moment about the chips when Tech is finishing his sensor. His little, his little thing. His little chip reader? His little chip interface reader thingy. Like, this show is feels like Firefly, which is not a bad thing. We love Firefly. We got And we got our own little River Tam going on, too. So, like, it is very Firefly. A batch of, of misfits, misfits running around the galaxy. And the next episode seems like it's going to be like a, we're getting a job and to try to keep afloat with all the repairs and all the shit. So yeah, very Firefly. Just everyone drifting in the va- in the in the verse, mm-hmm. in the vastness of space, doing the their black. thing. They're in the yeah. black. Taking on odd jobs. And that's that's perfectly fine. But I think you're right when you say that the more interesting parts of the show are like the B story stuff. Because the thing that I'm really interested in Star Wars the Bad Batch is seeing the Republic change into the Empire. Yeah. That's that's to me too. It's watching what happens to the clones into the the officers that we know and hate in the later series. You know, it's where did that transition come in? What what it what was that like to the average citizen? You know, and watching like, all right, where did the Republic? Where they're putting out now? Where did the Empire? Okay, okay, okay. Well, now I need to be registered for money. Cocky soldier boy seemed pretty into the Empire. He said that them giving him, you know food and shit was like more than the Republic ever did for him. Yeah. So it it is interesting to see like what, you know, the normal persons think of this change, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, and that to me is what I'm here to watch. That's what I'm excited about. And when we're getting those B stories, we're getting little snippets of that. And, and I mean, right now only really from the Camino and from the Imperial officer perspective, but I'm hoping for more like Saul Guerrero's poor little band of, not so merry men anymore very very Which, dead people yeah rest rest in peace goat man and the rest of the refugees <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, awkward uh, but yeah i want more i want more of that stuff like the empire machinations the republic kind of changing over to the empire like that's i think in narratively that's the more interesting bits and we're we're only getting it in bits and that's and that's that, i mean we're used to that i think it's you know in t- in television it's those are the mythology episodes you know i used to when we used to watch you know buffy and things like that like you get a whole bunch of filler episodes and every like once in a while you get like a mythology episode that actually goes into like the full on season plot you know and i think that's what's happening here it's it's we're going to get a whole bunch of standalones we're getting development right now and then we're going to have an episode that dives into the mythology yet again and that's going to start setting the pace. And and hopefully the show starts to become more mythology episodes and less filler because it is standard when a show just starts to have a whole bunch of filler for the first season to get everybody acquainted with the characters. The th- reason why I think that that's not necessarily working the way it normally does here is because we were already introduced to the Bad Batch. I think we're relatively familiar after like now it's like four, five, like I think almost six episodes if you're including the Clone Wars stuff that we got of them, we know these guys. We don't need to like Omega needs the the development, yes, but you know the universe needs more development than than the characters do. So we get it. We get they're on the run. We get that they they need some. This this episode reminded me of the Mandalorian episode where they where he crashed on the ice planet, and it's like it's it's good, but it is filler in between going from here to there. It literally is just a pit stop. A funny thing happened on the way to get a job. Now with less spiders. Now with less spiders. Oh, man. I can't wait until Loki starts. 
<laughs> and see, the thing is, like, I, I, I don't want it to appear that we don't like the show. No, we love the show. I love the show. It's hard to have an. It's hard to have an in-depth, you know, thirty-minute conversation about like a standalone episode of an episodic children's TV series. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing else. I mean, we can talk about oh, that shot reminded me of Empire Strikes Back. Like the music was there. Okay. Also, the music is getting better. Like this, the 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 end suite where she got her room got me all like mm, that was nice. I like that. But I got nothing else. Like that's that that's that, that's the bare bones last note was like the music was better. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next week. All right, back to you, Bob. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.